episode number two. I'm Chris. And I'm Syl. What a start to the leave season. Three games and four nights get it going. And after that, bit of a disaster versus the Habs. A lot of people were in panic mode. Um, but then we got a couple of wins at home versus the Capitals and the Senators, which brought a little bit of comeback to Leafs Nation and, and the media too, I have to say, with the exception of the goaltending that never seems to go away. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, we have a lot to get into, but before we do, we want to talk a little bit about Joey Slick and Bradley Scarborough and their adventure at the Tim Hortons drive through <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That was fun. I just watched it again, um, and it was, I don't know, a couple of the favorite moments I, I loved on there. One is that Michael Bunting actually offered a customer a sleeve um, and and he put and he put the drinks in a tray too. I was quite he's quite serviceable that way with the different <laughs> co- different extras that you you normally do when you serve coffee. And then I actually liked when Austin Matthews said he was thinking what kind of accent to put on and he put he's I, I would love to hear his Canadian accent. I don't know. <laughs> Just like, what would his version of a Canadian accent be? But um, yeah, no, that was hilarious. I don't know. What do you, what'd you think of it? My favorite line was, this is preposterous. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, um, yeah. And then going in and asking for the manager. And oh, the other part when he said, oh, he said, something. So what's up scumbags or something like that when he came to the drive-thru. <laughs> Yeah. And they really don't give uh, Willie a lot of credit for any like they basically no. think he's doing nothing. Back no, he giggled a lot. He he yes. was laughing his head off, which I thought was so funny and so cute. Anyway, they did a, a great job and um I loved that this was kind of a a nice segue between the preseason and leading into the season and it was an opportunity uh to see a different side of them that we don't really get to see and uh I kind of will always remember that when I'm seeing their, them and it does come to mind when I see them give their, their kind of canned responses and they're very, you know, stone faced and stuff when yeah. they're in front of the yeah. media, like really emotionless. And, uh, and it was just nice to see uh, parts of their personality that we don't get to see much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was funny. It was just like when they were driving on the highway too, or wherever on the road. Yeah. Hey, that's more in Riley with the. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Well, they, they thought they would us. be recognized. Yeah, uh, yeah. So funny. Yeah, it was really, really good though. And I, I can, I'll probably keep watching it over and over again, just like you watched it yesterday. Cause yeah. it's so fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, anyhow, next up, uh, we want to give a shout out to our friends, Marlene Prosser and Dee Erickson, who are the admin of the Facebook group called Female Fans of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Marlene and Dee invited us to do a Facebook live talk with members of their group, which was which was great. I mean, it's the first time we ever did it. And I thought mm-hmm. it was uh, it was just good. It was post game after the Habs game. And um and yeah, it was uh, it was fun to interact with some of their group members that joined us, and we hope to do it again too. Yeah, it was it was really really nice. Uh, I mean, we are you know it's a little bit of a learning curve for us, but we promise we're going to get better and better at it. Uh, but uh, 
yeah, it was really fun and uh, a nice uh, place to talk to women who love the Leafs as much as we do. And I think like a, a safe space for for women to talk hockey on there. And there was like no mansplaining to be found, which is nice. And um, yeah, I, I yeah. look forward to being able to do it again. Yeah, and it's it's just great to have um, like people across the country too. We talked to hundred uh, percent mm-hmm. a woman in Saskatchewan and who's a huge fan, and you know, Leafs Nation is everywhere. So that's uh, that was another uh, great thing about it too, just to talk to to members of Leafs Nation throughout the country. And if you join the group, maybe uh, we'll be talking to you. Hopefully, and you can. Uh, we hope we hope to get more. Like we said, we hope to get more uh shows in like that and um and get more more of the group members involved Mm -hmm. all right and now it's time to get into our show proper and back to our regular season format starting with the good the bad and the ugly and then we're going to run the ladies talking leaves highlight reel and in our third period segment we're going to talk about the hockey canada situation and also to end on a positive note we'll announce the winner of our third anniversary contest So without any further ado, let's talk Leafs. Good, the bad, the ugly. It's back. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we uh, we have something for all three right away at the start of the season. So, um, yeah. Starting off with my good here, it's um, there wasn't too much choice. And actually, Syl took all the choices that could be. So, <laughs> possibly. But anyways, my good, I'm going to give it to Alexander Kerfoot. Um, even last night versus the Sens, I mean, I was... Uh, we're recording this on the Sunday after the Senators game. Um, and I just saw him behind the net and, and just doing his thing, causing a little bit of havoc there. He, he was, had the puck on the stick a lot and um, he's now playing center. <laughs> he's like the versatile guy, right? Now he's playing center in the third line between Engvall and, and Callie Young croak. Um, so, yeah, so he only has the one assist for the three games, but um and he's 43% on the faceoffs. But considering he wasn't playing a lot anyways, if anything, uh, um, even last season at center, he was always on the wing with JT uh, and and Nylander. But um, I think the faceoffs, it'll it'll get better for him. I noticed he was taking some faceoffs on the PK as well. So he's he's on the PK too. And um, I don't know, he's just uh he's just that versatile guy and um He's averaging about 15 minutes ice time and like, and actually the one thing he does need to work on though is cause he had the penalty shot versus the uh, Habs. He could work on that shot a little bit more too, right? Like to get some, uh, it almost, it actually, I looked at the replay again. It almost, it would have gone in. Um, I guess Jake Allen caught it on the, on his stick on the shaft of the stick, I think, but um, he caught a little bit of a, the puck there to stop it. But uh but yeah, and even last night he had uh, an opportunity. So hopefully, I mean, we need that third line not only to be a 
kind of like a checking shutdown line, but we need it to produce. So, um, so yeah, so I'm giving my good to Alexander Kerfoot. All right. Yeah. So I, I have to agree with you. He's definitely a hard worker. Like you always notice him working out there and he's usually trying to create something. And a lot of the time it's, it's that energy. Um, so I think that that's, really good and like he's like we've talked about he's definitely a really good utility guy and um you know i know he's, he's talked about in trade talks a lot but i, I yeah. really think he's so useful for our team he's not flashy right he's just no. he just goes out there well, does the job and... you know as you described with the penalty shot yeah <laughs> <laughs> right but but um, you can tell he's a team guy and mm -hmm. just like he's uh He's, he just, he does his job and, and rarely do I, I don't know, I don't want to say anything knock on wood, but rarely do you see any major gaffes that he makes. Um, and now being at center, it's a more prominent role there on the third line. So um, mm -hmm. yeah, it, hopefully it, uh, only three games into the season, hopefully it just, he just keeps it up. All right. So I'm going to give my uh, shout out for the good uh, to the second line, the second line that was much maligned last season. I have to say have started the, the year guns a blazing uh, JT looks like a new man. Uh, he looks faster out there and uh, he's uh, just really gutting it out, um, making great plays and, uh, had that really nice goal on the doorstep where he used to like to go. Uh, so that's a good sign. Yeah. And yeah. then of course, Willie has just looked great. And I just see with him, even though last year he looked like he was kind of on a mission this year, there seems to be a little bit of joy in his game. Like, I don't know, like we found out that he had the migraines last year. None of us really knew about that. He's got the new visor. I, I, I wonder if that's making a, a big difference for him on the ice, but he's got like a spring in his step out there and he has been playing incredible. Um, I, you know, they've, they basically are leading the team in points between like yeah. the two of them. JT has four points. Willie has three. Um, and they are so far a plus when last yeah. year they were in a big hole in the minus. So, and Malgin also is, is definitely looking good out there too. So, I'm really yeah. liking what I, I'm seeing from the second line right now. Yeah, Maligan actually got a pretty big hit in there last night. I know. Uh, we actually heard the boards when we were we were down there at the game versus the Sens, and I was we were like, "Who is that?" Still saying to me, "Is that Maligan?" And I'm like, "Yeah." yeah. But um, but yeah, no, he he's playing well. Although I hear uh, Nick Robertson might be coming up soon, but we'll mm -hmm. get into that. Uh, yes, I'm sure we'll time. get into that shortly. Yeah, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, and then like you said, JT is just he's. He's playing great. Uh, he was a little bit, I don't know. He was, well, everybody in that game versus the Habs was not slow. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like not ready for it, but um, except for Willie, have to say Willie has uh, definitely been the, uh, the best player so far on the mm -hmm. team. And um, yeah, they're just that chemistry. They just need to keep it going. Like last year they had the, I think they started off this way again. Like they had that, good uh, chemistry between them and but now they got Malgan as the new line mate right as mm -hmm. opposed to Kerfoot so I don't know maybe that um let's just let's just hope that they uh they can continue it a little bit long a little bit longer <laughs> into the season obviously they're mm -hmm. not going to be like every night uh fabulous but um they've been carrying the team basically I mean 100 percent 
the top line, I mean, they've done okay, let's say, the last couple of games, but um, but definitely that second line has uh, has uh, carried the team so far, I think, this season. So mm-hmm. this All right. very early season. Okay, so let's let's move on to the bad. So, what yeah. do you what do you want to talk about with that you're not quite uh, <laughs> happy with at the moment? All right. So the bad. It's not really on the ice. Actually, it's actually in the game presentation by MLSE for opening night. I don't know. Opening night is a big deal for me and Sil, like, and for a lot of Leafs Nation. I mean, we've been going to opening nights for I don't know how many years now, and. And we're talking about I mean, the home opener here. Yeah, the home opener. Yeah. Um, yeah, not the one versus the the Habs. It's the home opener versus the Capitals. I don't know. Like, I guess the 48th Highlanders normally comes out. And I know it's it's an old tradition, but I we like tradition. And, um, and I think they came out. <laughs> I don't know when they came out because nobody was there basically in the building when yeah, they did come out. I think it's this is like the I don't know how it's been a few years now since they haven't really been you know front and center. Yeah. Uh, but it seems like they're sending them out earlier and earlier and earlier. And now they came out to like an empty building. So I don't yeah. know what is the point exactly. <laughs> like if nobody's gonna see them, and like there's no there's no point to that. Um, I'm hoping they change that for next season. I did retweet um, Mike Ross, the uh, the in-game announcer there at Scotiabank Arena. He uh, he tweeted the picture. That's the only way I found out that they were there. So, and the other thing they didn't do, uh, which I didn't like, was that they didn't honor anything or say anything about Matthews being the league MVP. Um, that I thought was a huge mistake. Um, I mean, he's only the third player in franchise history to do that. The last mm-hmm. time it was one was 1955. I mean, I know they don't, I I think they're just didn't do anything or make a big deal. Not even a big deal. Like just didn't mention it. <laughs> like, right. So the fans could give him a little applause there because. Um, yeah. Because it happened during the playoffs, like in the middle of the finals. Yeah. Uh, when all these awards were handed out. So we, we as fans did not get to celebrate him at all. No. And, um, except like, yeah. does Twitter count? Like, that's basically it. Like, they just sent out some <laughs> tweets saying, yeah. you know, good on you, Austin, for doing this. And, and that's then it. that's it. Yeah. No. And I thought that was wrong. I mean, I don't think they should go so far as, like, in it's Detroit, obviously, is a little bit of a different situation. But I did see that they actually had the Calder trophy there for Moritz Cider. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did a little thing before the game. Uh, yeah, for, I guess that would have been too much hardware to wheel out there for Austin. Yeah, yeah, but uh, not only that, but I think like the just the point, and I think not that they're worried, but I think the Leafs like they they know what the goal is, right? It's not about uh-huh. these individual awards, but still. Well, you- I do recognize that they want to make it all about the team, and that's fine. And he has always done that, but yeah. it's not about that. It is about no the connection between the fans and the player. And mm-hmm. what were we just talking about before uh, with, you know, you know, we really like Joey Slick and Bradley Scarborough. Yeah. We never get to see those guys. <laughs> and that was a really fun thing to see. And there is so little access between the fans and the players. Now, this is just an opportunity yeah. to foster that, I think. Yeah. And the, uh, I mean, it wasn't all bad. I'll have to say um, just before we move on to, to your bad, uh, but having 
Rodi and Amiroff there um, as mm-hmm. part of the team and introducing him at the uh, at the home opener. It was um, it was really good that they that they did that, and I thought it was great that uh, Samsonov, since that's his apparently how you. Uh, pronounce his name <laughs> Samsonov now uh our goalie he um he actually had him meet with some of the capitals like OV and uh Kuznetsov and Orlov because he doesn't know any English or very little English so um, and we don't have any other Russians on our team no so yeah. he had him uh right except for I guess our alumni member Nick Andropov is our official interpreter guy right yeah. so um it was nice to see him and I saw him on uh on Instagram he did uh he was in a I guess touring around Toronto and doing the CN Tower thing. So he had a little, he had a little film of uh, the going on the elevator at the CN Tower. <laughs> so that was good. Yeah. All right. So what's your bad? Uh, my bad uh, is is again goes back to opening night, and it's about the team not being prepared and not being ready for that game. It seems like they definitely came out flat. And Sheldon Keith even said afterwards that it was unacceptable uh, given what they've been through. And I 100% agree with that. Um, We've talked many times about having to, you know, really show your domination over teams that you should be beating. And Montreal is a team that is vying for last place. Um, There's no excuse uh, even though they're really good on the on the breakouts and the the line rushes, um, it's it's not acceptable to come out that way um, and play like you are half asleep and not ready to start yeah. the season. Yeah, especially in a place like the Bell Center. I mean, how can you not be hundred percent like up for that? And um, and they're like Sheldon Keith said, they're a veteran team. I mean, enough of this whole learning the lessons, right? I think <laughs> there's no more lessons to be learned here uh, for the mm-hmm. regular season anyways. Um, so, and so, yeah, um, it was kind of bizarre that they weren't ready um, at the drop of the puck. And of course that was the Stanley cup for the Habs, right? Cause I think yep. they've lost every other game that they've had now <laughs> since then. Like I think they've got two losses in a row. So uh, um, yeah, that's fine. They can, they can, be so uh happy about that so we're up for bigger things obviously but you would hope that uh, i'm definitely going to be making a point of all these lower lower echelon teams let's say um i'm going to be writing down to or monitoring to say like our performance and at the end of the season we're going to revisit it to say because these are points that are lost that are that are important at the end of the season these uh these points in october november um and it could have made a difference last year too, um, mm-hmm. for our where we were in the standings. We may not have had to have played Tampa. Um, being in that second spot, we could have got top spot if we had won two or three games versus the like Buffalo, Detroit, that sort of thing. Arizona, we lost two, I think, two who we're playing tomorrow night. But uh, so yeah, tomorrow night's the next one. We'll see how they show up on yeah. versus I mean, Arizona. It was lucky that we even won yesterday too. Like it was yeah. touch and go there for a while. And they, they yeah. even though we won the game, great, but we didn't dominate like we should have dominated. So, no. yeah. All right. So let's move on now to the ugly. Uh, unfortunately, so early in the season, we do have a couple things to talk about. So Chris, what's your yeah. ugly? 
All right. So my ugly is the goaltending. Maybe I just didn't want to talk about this actually, but but the goaltending issue is just never ending for Kyle Dubas uh, in his tenure as Leafs GM. Um, I don't know. I, I look back because I remember Peter Morazic had um, had this groin injury last year around the same time. I decided to look it up, and it's almost a year to the day. It was October 14 that he was actually he played one game. And then he was basically put on, I don't know if it was LTIR, but he was injured for about five or six games with the groin injury. So Matt Murray, of course, um, I don't know. It's just very odd. I heard this morning some reports from uh, Sheldon Key from last night. He said that like all was going good with him the whole summer and everything. Um, he's feeling good, feeling great. And now he's on LTIR with the abductor in- injury for like four four or five weeks or something like that. So, um, I mean, it's, uh, I guess it's just frustrating because it's such an important position. Like you normally, you should build out from the goaltender and we just haven't managed to, to get it, to get it right. I, it, on a positive, I did hear the positive. So I try and take the positive, but it's the opportunity for Samsonov to, um, to actually, take the reins a little bit and, and, and um, I guess show, show he's worth that one year deal, which is what he wanted prove himself. Um, but yeah, I just, um, I just think it's an ugly situation for, for Kyle Dubas and knock on wood, it won't be the case, but if he ends up being let go after the season, depending on how this season goes, um, it, this could be <laughs> not only just, the way the the salary cap structure of the team and how he's positioned it with the four players. Um, but the goaltending situation could be another big reason why, like he just hasn't been able to, um, to get the steady goaltending, but anyhow, that's my ugly. And I mean, I, like I, we, we tweeted it out or uh, on Facebook or on tw- Twitter, sorry. And on Facebook that, um, that, Syl and I could have covered the net for the four dollars, <laughs> and and a meal. I actually I, I I actually put in a meal too. So we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see if we get the call up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Samsonov played. He played pretty well last night. He seems to be shaky in the start of the game a little bit, and then and then he gets him gets back in the groove again for the rest of the game. So hopefully, um, well, he's only let in four goals so far in his two games. So yeah. It's not too shabby. Yeah. And we did hear an interview with Ed Belfour on, uh, on another podcast um, that he, uh, he said that it takes about a month or so for a goalie to actually get used to his new surroundings and stuff with the new team. So got to mm-hmm. take it from Eddie the Eagle. That's right. Yeah. All right. So what's your, what's your ugly? So I'm going to go back again to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to that Habs game. Um, yeah, I just, I think that's just overall just so not sitting well with me. And so I, I, my first bad was with the start of the game. And now I'm also going to look at the end of the game because <laughs> how we did not, how we were not able to push that game into overtime is beyond me. It's just, yeah. yeah. So well, really, especially after, after Willie, Willie tied it up. Right? Yeah. And there wasn't that. How like, do you not 
control yeah. it, you know, in... <laughs> And, and it was late in the game already that he tied it up. So it's not like they had, like, it just didn't, yeah, it didn't make sense to me either. No, way. like all they needed to do was keep it to the boards and and fight out those last minutes. And instead, they're, you know, trying to break out on offense, which is just ridiculous. So yeah. they should have just managed the, managed the puck for a few more minutes, get it to overtime and and just be smart. And again, it's just... Their heads just were not in the game from the get-go. Um, that's all I'm going to say about that, but yeah. I'm sure they got an earful that night <laughs> for sure yeah. from the coaching staff. So um, I hope that I don't see that again yeah, for the Sheldon, rest of the year. Sheldon Keefe did say a lot of things were said, <laughs> but he yes. didn't repeat what was said. So we can only imagine that. Yeah. 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 So it is only game number or game number one, that one. Uh, so we took it with a grain of salt, as we said. We weren't um, quite, or at least I wasn't, I don't know, I wasn't going that crazy about that game. Um, but all the media and everything, it was like, they seemed to be like the end of the world on hockey Twitter and the media mm-hmm. and everything. So well, that's um, just being a Leaf fan, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, it is, isn't great that it's our first episode covering the start of the regular season. And we both found some ugly issues. But then we also found some highlight reel moments. So let's roll the Ladies Talking Leafs highlight reel. All right. So coming in at number three, with a goal and an assist through three games, we have Austin Matthews taking our third spot on our highlight reel. Uh, He got the game winner versus, versus the Capitals in the home opener. And we've seen him being physical so far. Um, He's, he's, you know, hasn't been putting up that that much uh, as far as uh, highlight real goals yet, but uh, he is still making his presence felt, and you can see him involved in all all the plays when his line's out there. Yeah, I think uh, I think Austin is probably the only time he was no he's been number three on our highlight yeah, reel. He's, I think he's been number two, but no, he's not the third one, number three. But no, he's been. Um, I mean. He's just tuning up, let's just say. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Mitch has to get going a little bit too. To to, it's a duo, duo a little bit too, right? So once Mitch starts uh, getting on the board too, that's gonna get Austin uh, moving up and and scoring goals. But I like, I do like the physicality in his game mm-hmm. that he's been showing. But like Sil mentioned to me last night, he does need to just pick his spots too. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. All right, so going on to number two, our second spot in the Ladies Talking Leafs highlight reel goes to Captain John Tavares. So he has a goal and three assists in the first three games of the season. On average, he is at 59% on the faceoff dot, and he just seems to be moving better and making making plays, which is what he which is what he's supposed to be doing. Um, yeah, he's doing. I know. I think it was on. Um, was on Hockey Night in Canada or Sportsnet. They were talking about how our, I guess, our face-offs, we were like t- one of the top teams, if not the top in face-offs, and we haven't been doing well through the first three games. But, I mean, 59% ain't too bad for, for JT yeah. there. So, yeah, I just, uh, he's, we talked about him a little bit earlier. Um, but, um, yeah, we're liking his game a lot now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the face-off thing, I think they need to bring Spezza down to work with some of the guys because I think that's part of the reason why we're not doing as great. Like we're really missing him on, on in the face-off dot. But JT is still 
doing great there. So maybe he needs to take some of these guys under his wing and uh, work with them. And, and I guess, you know, Austin's maybe not in mid season form there yet with the face off. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think but he was at, I think he's at 49% from yeah, what that's I pretty saw. Close. So it's, it's not bad. Yeah. yeah. Getting there, getting there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've been really impressed uh, with John Tavares. I've, I've been kind of watching him in isolation and he definitely looks like a different guy out there this year. Um, he definitely looks like he's on a mission this year. You know, last year it was his line mate that we thought was on a mission. Um, <laughs> but this year uh, he is looking feisty. He's getting to his spots. Um, he's working hard out there and he's looking a little faster than he did last year. Even so that I think he's still kind of, you know, tuning into game shape there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think he's looking good so far. All mm-hmm. right. So, in our number one spot, that spot goes to the aforementioned line mate, uh, William Nylander, who we think has been the best Leaf player through the first few games of this season. Uh, Willie has two goals and three assists, and he's showing a lot of confidence carrying and shooting the puck uh, so far this year. Uh, yeah, he he's looking so joyful out there, like I mentioned before. Yeah. And um, definitely he's looking like Slick Willie. Uh, yeah. this year I so just, far. I love it. Like, I mean, one thing we do have to improve on uh, is our power play. We're not doing too well in that case, mm-hmm. but I just love it when you see Willie, when he takes the puck and he, he's like, does a lap around both him yeah. and, and Mitch tend to be able to have that finesse or skill to, to do that and do a lap around the uh, offensive zone while they're trying to figure out, okay, where am I going to what am I going to do with this puck? Am I going to, a lot of times though, I think he should shoot more, but, um, but yeah, no, there's not much else we can say about Willie. He's been great. Maybe he should just improve on the, uh, Tim Hortons drive-through experience. <laughs> he maybe needs to go additional training there, but yeah, um, well, he's, uh, I just, I guess, you know, it is early in the season. So obviously we want to see this consistently play out throughout the season, yeah. but, uh, and so he's far, known- so good. He's known to kind of yes. obviously disappear for a little mm-hmm. bit, but, um, but we'll hopefully, I mean, again, you're not going to be for all 82 games. The players aren't going to be, um, aren't going to be like going every night, but, uh, but let's just hope he keeps those to a minimum and uh, keeps playing well. All right. So on the topic of highlight reel moments, uh, we want to remind you that you can check out our YouTube channel where we are posting our own video highlights from Leaf Games that we attend throughout the season. You can find the link to our YouTube channel in our show notes or on any of our social media profile pages. So now it's time for us to pivot to our third period segment. Yeah, so um, for the third period segment, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit more serious uh, situation here that we haven't spoken about at all on our on our show. It's to dealing with the ongoing problems at Hockey Canada. And yeah, we just want to give our thoughts on what's gone on and moving forward, what we hope to see. So um, yeah, I... I mean, for me, I was actually, when I was talking with Sil a little bit about this before we, we decided to, to talk about it on the show, I was just wondering, actually, what's, uh, what's going on with the victims? Like, and, and cause I know that there's, uh, and I know that there's a lot of players that, uh, were on that team and that, like, I don't know if it's an illegal, if it's at the legal point and nobody can say anything and, uh, Sil was mentioning that it was uh, like they're being protected, um, I guess, from 
anything moving forward that way, but you just kind of, um, I don't know, you just kind of think about them and, uh, and it's, it's, that's basically the, the main, um, like the main, it's, it's a sad situation that way. And, uh, f- and I also, I, I just found it funny too, that the only way that this board of, on, of Hockey Canada, like gave up their positions was as the sponsors, each one by one, like took back their sponsorship basically, or negated their sponsorship of Hockey Canada. And I thought like, really? <laughs> like, right. Like it was obvious, like from almost the start, basically that, there was no, um, there was no like, uh, what's my word I'm thinking of? No confidence in that board. Like they needed to go mm-hmm. and they waited and waited and waited and they're finally now gone, <laughs> thankfully. Yeah. So um, I listened uh, to the um, 32 Thoughts from from last night with Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick and they said that uh, I guess a new board is going to uh, a trend it's going to be a transition board for about a year and apparently Haley Wickenheiser might be um considered for the, for that or to have a, a role in it she had some pretty strong words for hockey canada to like just to say how mm-hmm. it was just well, awful basically the situation I, I think that well first of all i have to say where does she find the time <laughs> yeah how many, i know it's pretty incredible how many roles she can take on um yeah uh but i think that is important um that you have a strong spokesperson someone who is well respected in the hockey world still um to be at the forefront because they do have a huge image problem um, and I actually think that it's it's a great that it would be a person that is involved in the women's game because that is one of my um, things that I'm concerned about that, you know, you're you're taking away like all these sponsorships have dropped out and some of them have s- decided to stay on and support the women's game and, and the grassroots um, and just not support the men's game. But some of them have dropped off completely. And and I think that it would be unfair uh, for the women's team um, to be, you know, adversely affected by this. Yeah. So that's another yeah. part of it. Um, yeah. and, but, and they, um, but with the national women's team, they've been quite vocal to yes. like now no, saying that they want to be, they want to like have a voice basically at this, um, mm-hmm. uh, in hockey Canada's future, which is, which is really, it's great to hear that and to see that. Yeah. I mean, to me, I mean, obviously like, we like to keep it light on this show. Obviously we're a show for fans, but it, we just felt that it's important uh, that, you know, we say something about this because it's, it's uh, something that affects the game um, that we love. Um, yeah, and all these players that we watch have gone, a lot of them <laughs> yeah. Canadian and they've gone through that system. Right. So and it's unfortunate because I, as a, uh, like I was a hockey parent, uh, both of my boys played and they are now out of the system. Um, but, you know, I did have my my misgivings even when they're in minor hockey because yeah. there's just so much privilege. You know, you, this it is the epitome of privilege in Canada um, to be involved in in hockey. Um, you know, it's, it's run by the, you know, white male, you know, <laughs> old boys club. 
and mm-hmm. and it, it's so protected and this is the fallout from that but you can see shades of it through every level of hockey and in every minor hockey organization so i think this is something that is was a long time coming i'm i'm i feel i'm i just i can't believe how courageous these women were to finally come out and speak on this. And yeah. I, I applaud uh, the reporters that are working on this and, and digging on it. like, like Rick Westhead, for example, um, yeah. and the other people that he's working with uh, to uncover some of this stuff. Now, I don't know, like if we're, if, you know, the past is the past in a way. So like, I think a lot of these agreements are now legally binding, whatever was mm-hmm. done to cover these things. I don't know if they can be opened up at this point, but that doesn't mean that things can't change for the better later. And um, I'm hoping that that's kind of what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's all starting now, I guess, with the dissolving of that board and, um, and a new transition board is going to, is mm-hmm. going to be named. So moving, we have to look positively and like, uh at the situation moving forward. But, and like Haley Wickenheiser said, um, the lights won't go out at the arenas across Canada. Because well, that's just to me, that is the epitome of yeah. like, do they, they actually think that they have control over all of that? You know, right. That's yeah. just ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Hockey was played long before hockey Canada was in existence and it will continue to be played, you yeah. know, whatever happens and you know, whatever this transitions into being, maybe it won't even be hockey Canada anymore. Maybe it'll be something else yeah. entirely. Yeah. yeah. All right. So now we want to move to something a little more positive and we want to announce the winner of our third anniversary contest. The winner is Manuel Vizkay. I hope that I said that right. Um, Manuel told us that he's been a Leaf fan for as long as he can remember, going all the way back to the 70s and watching Daryl Sittler. And his current favorite player today is Austin Matthews. Yeah, and Manuel first found out about our podcast on Twitter, and he has listened to our show, so we thank him for that. And um, And yeah, congratulations on winning our anniversary contest. We're sure that you'll enjoy the prize of uh, some leaf gear that we're we're going to be sending you and a Tim's gift card. And it was funny when he said um, in an email that he he wrote back to us, he said he's been a leaf fan for as long as he can remember. And I'm thinking, well, that's me and Sil too. We can we go back <laughs> as long as we can remember. Like some people say, how long have you been a leaf fan? And I'm like, I don't know, maybe like nine, 10 years old, something like that, but basically as long as we can remember. So, so yeah, so congratulations, Manuel Vizcaya. And uh, all right, so moving on now, the Leafs have a big road trip coming up uh, over the next couple of weeks. Um, They play Dallas at home on Thursday before going to Winnipeg, and then they do the California road trip the following week. I can't believe that they're doing that in October, but um, anyhow, (laughs) seems to be getting earlier and earlier all the time. And that's like, that's weird bouncing around playing in Dallas and then going to Winnipeg and then going to California. Yeah. Wow. No, they're at home against Dallas. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, it's still. But still, the Winnipeg part is the thing that throws it off, right? Right. Yes. <laughs> it just seems yeah. like just a weird uh, offshoot there. I don't yeah. know. Anyway. 
All right. Well, given the in- injury situation and you never know what will happen while on the road trip. So it's it's going to be interesting to see who gets called up and how Keith handles the goalie situation. Um, and will Sam- Samsonov play the majority of games or with er- will Eric Schalgren uh, get in a game or two? And I guess there's also been some talk that Nick Robertson could be coming yeah. up. So with that extra LTIR uh, dollar four, four amount, um, yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. It's gone from anyway, $4 to $4 million. <laughs> That's right. So it's, it's $4 million and $4. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, we're, we're definitely going to have a lot, of talk, lot to talk about in, on our next episode. And in the meantime, you can keep up to date on the lease by following us on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And our handle there is at LTL1917. Yeah. Also be sure to visit our website, ladiestalkingleafs.com, where you can find out more about us and our show and a reminder that we are on the Believe Network and you can listen to us there or on your favorite app. We also would appreciate it if you could leave us a rating or review and let us know what you think of the show. It's easy on Apple and Spotify, and it's important for our show to get more exposure as a source for leaf content. And we thank you for taking the time. And another way to help us out is by visiting our Kofi page at Kofi.com. You can follow us there. And if you choose to, you can support us by buying us a coffee. Any donation goes towards helping us produce the show and making it even better for you. And you can find the link to our Kofi page on our show notes or in any of our social media profile pages. And as always, we thank our we like to thank our healthcare workers and first responders for everything that they do. The uh I guess the flu season is upon us and we're hearing that numbers are going up that way. So everybody just wash your hands, stay healthy, <laughs> stay <laughs> as healthy right. as you can. That's right. Yeah. All right. So thanks for listening. And t- until next time, go, go, leaves, go. go. Do you believe? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.